want to be on the show? Have a cause or campaign you'd like to speak up for? Email Ron at ronshowatl.com or call 404-919-2725. The Ron Show on America One Radio. So here we are again on a Monday after the Super Bowl. And I'm just wondering, why is this not a holiday yet? My gosh, we've done this like more than 50 years now. We know what the Monday after the Super Bowl is like. We know the productivity sucks. We have still not made this a holiday. I don't get it. Although I I must say, we have some other dates that probably, you know, warrant becoming a holiday first. I don't know, Election Day being one of them. That should be a national holiday. That being said, we're all on the struggle bus today, are we not? Speaking of the Super Bowl, I don't know how many of you it was lost on. It was lost on me just a little bit, creeping up until kickoff that this is the first time in Super Bowl history that two teams came into the game with two African-American starting quarterbacks. It really, for someone my age, and I'll be 49 in a few days, for someone my age, I still remember all the hullabaloo over the fact that we are going to even have a black starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. It was Doug Williams. Back in the 1980s, late 1980s, mid-1980s, in that uh, nice little run that the Washington Redskins had where they picked up a few Super Bowls under uh, Coach Robert Gibbs back in the day, Doug Williams was sort of a surprise. The Redskins, not so much, but Doug Williams was sort of a surprise. And I remember when he was the first black starting quarterback in Super Bowl history. So fast forward... I mean, I'd say about, what, 35 years ago? I'm trying to remember what year that was. I could be diligent and just look it up, right? Hang on, let me do that. Yeah, okay, so I was right. It was like 1987, as a matter of fact, when he was uh, the not just the starting quarterback for the 1987 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 22, he propelled the Washington Redskins to a 42-10 to victory after... The team went down 10 to nothing. They then, in the second quarter, scored 35 of their 42 unanswered points just in the second quarter. And the MVP, by the way, that same quarterback, Doug Williams. So here we are in Black History Month, and it's just hard not to make note of these sorts of things, right? That yesterday, last night, the first time we saw two African-American quarterbacks in a Super Bowl. When you go from 1987 to 2023, and it's 36 years, yeah, I was right, 36 years since we first saw an African-American quarterback in a Super Bowl. I just find that kind of noteworthy. And I'm a little surprised that last night was the first time it happened, honestly. You have to remember, I'm a Falcons fan. I remember Michael Vick, and we knew Michael Vick was going to get the Falcons to the Super Bowl. That did not happen. Um, But there have been a lot of great quarterbacks of color just in these last 36 years, y'all. The Philadelphia Eagles had Reggie Cunningham, Donovan McNabb, now Jalen Hurts. They had Michael Vick for a minute, too, now that I think about it. You look all throughout the NFL at the quarterbacks that are starting throughout. And it's 
I don't know. It's just a little stunning that we still are only now just hours away from the first time in NFL history that both teams had black quarterbacks. And I know that there are those who, oh, we don't need to make a big deal about that. No, I think we, I think we do. I, I think we have to make a big deal about this because it wasn't all that long ago that it was an unpopular thought process in football front offices to draft a black quarterback. They used to use questions and queries and even things like the Wonderlick test to gauge intelligence and the thought process. They used to ask crazy questions of draft-eligible college players heading to the NFL. And of course, most front offices are majority white. In the NFL, most coaches are white. There are six coaches of color, only four of which are black, in the NFL right now. Yet, 60% of the league's athletes are black. 70% players of color. So, you'll have to forgive me if I'm just kind of still stunned that last night was the first time we had a Super Bowl with two African-American quarterbacks. What a great game it was. And both of them, I thought, played exceptionally well. Particularly the winning quarterback who was playing with a high ankle sprain. And then there's Rihanna. Rihanna from Barbados, who shows up after years being kind of off the grid a little bit, you know, resting the vocals, having a child, dating billionaires. <laughs> I'd take some time off, too, if I could just date one billionaire. Come on, man. Where are you? Anyway, she resurfaces uh, after having a baby last spring, and it appears she didn't let the womb rest too long. There wasn't a vacancy at that efficiency condo for very long. <laughs> and she did tell us there was going to be a special guest and darn if we didn't see who the special guest was. And congrats to her. But a lot of folks were kind of giving her flack for like, eh, I don't know, kind of a boring halftime show. The woman is pregnant and on a floating stage. And I didn't see her wobble. I didn't see her wave her arms for balance. I didn't see her once look in any way startled or stunned. She did that as a pregnant woman. I, as a never pregnant man, usually have to have one hand on a handrail on a moving escalator. So congrats to Rihanna for pulling off a 13, 15 minute halftime show while pregnant, choreographed with, I mean, there were hundreds of dancers in those white little hazmat suits that looked like they were little Willy Wonka outfits from the movie. Remember that? Congrats to her for pulling that off. I mean, as a mere mortal, who are we when we have to sometimes have two, three, sometimes four takes to get up out of our recliners and that noise that we, we make after a certain age? We are in no position to sit here and talk about what Rihanna did or didn't do in that halftime show last night. Just a marvelous night altogether. And I'm not going to lie. I have like maybe three or four Philadelphia Eagles fans who aren't obnoxious people. The rest of them are dreadful human beings, <laughs> at least when it comes to sports. They're just impossible to deal with. So I'm kind of happy for a couple of my Kansas City Chiefs fans, but just in general, that the Chiefs won last night. 
More Ron Show on America One Radio next.